Easy E. Sean E. So I was laid back Sunday night. You were, huh? Laid back home Sunday night. When? Last Sunday night. No, you weren't. Sure you I were. was laid back for me. I was. I, I tell you how late I was. The fourth quarter just started in the 49ers game. That's how late I was. All right. Okay, I was late and enough. usually I'm back home at six o'clock on a Sunday evening, the latest, but it was it was eleven o'clock, so that's five hours later than normal, right? That's late. <laughs> I'm all I'm usually genuinely usually in bed the other five, six days a week by then. But I had to stay up, watch the 49ers. They broke my heart. Half teams injured again. It's a lost season. So I went up to bed. I lay in bed <laughs> and I was obviously disappointed. And she was like, Good night. And I was like, <laughs> I want a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, we'll discuss in the morning. She doesn't remember this conversation, but it happened. <laughs> so yeah. the next morning, I was like, Did you get her to agree to it, though? Did you I, get her to I, agree to it? We're, we're getting close to agreeing to it. I told her I want a pet donkey. She's like, Wow, I have to feed her. I'm like, no, 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 no. A pet donkey. I want to feed her cookies in the kitchen. She's like, what's wrong with you? And you know what? We'll tell everyone exactly what's going on right after the intro music to this week's episode of the Eddie Give Run Day podcast. <laughs> Eric, I, I think you'll do a better job than me than explaining our, our newfound love for wanting a pet donkey. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think I was the only one that really picked up on this on social media that Arnold Schwarzenegger had <laughs> two pet donkeys during lockdown. And like, you'd be, you'd be doing a video of like telling people, lift your weights, eat your food, you know, all this. And then, <laughs> All of a sudden, this donkey had just walked in. Hi, Lulu. You the cookie, Lulu. And again, <laughs> he's just feeding the donkey a cookie and chasing it around the garden. And I oh, like, absolutely brilliant. But um, yeah, we went to the show and we, we yeah. seen Lester Stallone and Arnie doing their interview. And lo and behold, coming across the Zoom call, in comes the donkey. <laughs> just see this big snout covering the street <laughs> and eating cookies. <laughs> Absolutely, you and I were like Lulu, Lulu. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, just, just backtrack a small further. We went to the Arnold Sports Festival in uh, Birmingham the very first time it was on in the UK, <laughs> and um, so yeah, since it's called the Arnold Sports Festival, you expect Arnold to be there. So he was obviously scheduled to be there, and then like two days before the event, he does this Instagram video. And the first minute, I'm probably not. Ex- am I exaggerating? The first yeah, thirty seconds to a minute, 30, 40 seconds. Thirty yeah. forty seconds is just him walking to the kitchen, getting some water, feeding Lulu. Lulu, eat the cookie, Lulu. And then he's like, "I'm so excited about the Arnold Sports Festival on this weekend in Birmingham." Oh, by the way, I can't make it because of my foot. And then he spends the rest of the video just feeding his donkey and saying, how oh, great time it's going to be. He's the donkey and kind of forgets the video's role and then just goes, oh, anyway, yes, this weekend I'm making millions off a festival, but I can't be there. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst apology video, but yet the best apology video ever. We went to the Arnold Sports Festival, uh, festival uh, the two of us, and Aaron, who used to be on the podcast early last year, yeah, it was a good time and the supplements and all the rest are there. And there's a, there's a lot of selling, there's a lot of marketing and stuff like that. And there's a lot of big, 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 big bodybuilders and stuff there. Um, a lot of great athletes there too. And we got to see Sylvester Sloan do an hour talk, which pumped me up because I've been a huge Rocky fan and Rambo fan and all the rest. And then um, he was doing a talk with uh, Dolph Lundgren. And then, like Eric said, 
uh, Arnie just appeared in the screen and like for a second it's like oh Arnie's there and then Lulu comes across the screen and it was just <laughs> the best thing ever but that that, that was a, that was a fun day out yeah but having said that now you want a donkey though you I can't want a donkey. let Arnie have a sing you're going for the gimmick infringement and you're, uh, you're getting a donkey complete gimmick infringement it's going to be a long long time before I get there now but I, I, I thought it was just a horse two dogs and a cat and along with ten chickens but a pet <laughs> donkey man um, have to say though, for, uh, for those who have seen bodybuilding or have opinions in bodybuilding, uh, coming from you know guys who were all we were into our weights, you know our football. Then we went into our weights and lifting and size and big. And then we went into running. And we got lean and we got very happy being lean. And it was mm. easier to be lighter than it was to be heavier. We were very lean men surrounded by very lean men who were very big men and women. <laughs> Like, yeah, like I thought I was lean, but then I did a body fat test and they told me I was fat. And then (laughs) these guys are about 120, 130 kilos and they're at about one and a half to two percent body fat on stage. And it is so impressive. Mm. But I don't think I could do it. I was just thinking of what they have to do to get there. And I don't think I, I, I don't think I have the willpower want is just but I admire them. They are professionals at what they do and that was one thing i really took away from it was like this is their job this is what they do this is their sport i suppose mm. is the best way they get their sponsorship this is brings them in the finances so they do it because i was like i don't know where i'd find the time it's a 24 7 sport it yeah. has to be i mean like you know if you're if you have a big game or stuff in any any other sport you know yeah you, you play the big game you win the big final ever you go in the beer you have a few drinks and stuff even weekdays where we have a few beers whatever uh, you can get by in that but in bodybuilding because of how freaking lean they are like it they can't do any of that they can't deviate at all from their plan so like while they're in the gym stupid amount of hours as soon as they're out of there they're, they're constantly thinking about refueling and everything else and it's it, it's a mad 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 sport with a, with a lot going on in it right now yeah. actually it's kind of like I actually took a lot um from it in terms of like well, you can let the discipline go because I know the calories are going to be burnt on the Sunday or the Saturday. And but I was like, do you know what? If I just maintain a little bit of discipline, I won't be them. But it's just think of the discipline they have and take a tenth of it. You know, like it, you'd be really good in terms of nutrition and in terms of dedication to training. For me, I'd be more my friends and family. So I, I understand they're making huge sacrifices and they probably don't have oh, much huge. They really don't have much of a personal life. And it, it became very evident the more of the big guys we were meeting, you could tell they were just lads that love gym and, and they probably go two hours a day, but they are not your eight pack slim gyms. They are just big, big men and women. But the other guys who are on the stage, you're like, wow, yeah, that's a lot of dedication over a long period of time. And you kind of go, if I could take a fraction of that, and and kind of added into what we're doing, you'd be in phenomenal shape, <laughs> phenomenal shape. But in a in a dedication, and we did talk about it though as well. That to look at, you're like, my god, it's Hercules, it's it's everything, it's it's the statue, it's a Michelangelo's produced, it, it, like it's a yeah. sculpture. And then you go, and we said it as we were drinking pints, looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> You reckon they could run 15k in the morning? <laughs> the, answer, <laughs> the answer was definitely not. Um, and they wouldn't have the energy to do it. They they wouldn't have the capacity to do it. They they'd burn out. There's not enough body fat on them to to carry them for an endurance kind of sport. But it's 
absolutely amazing it, it was an eye open really really was an eye open and it is great it's great to see these other sports it's great to see how far the body can be pushed in different aspects okay we've gone into the running route and strength route but to to look at the extremes of bodybuilding male and female to see them standing side by side the physique the effort the attention to detail of what they're working at you know and the plan they have and the dedication it was absolutely amazing as as it is to any other sport or those who are dedicated to triathlons and it was just nice it was eye-opening it really was it was it was nice to take a step back from going to a running expo and go to something else that we were way out of our depth in but it was very enjoyable oh completely but did you see the donkey <laughs> right that's enough of that crap tell me about your running uh, so because we went to the Arnold Sports Festival on the Saturday, I wanted to get a run in. So uh, this is going to be a tale of two completely different runs and, and a point we, we've hammered home before that you probably pick up on halfway through unless, or unless you, you uh, saw yes, or Sunday's um, Instagram post on it. So on Saturday, I had a couple of hours work. After that, I was like, right, I go home. I get a bit, a bit of lunch into me. I'll go for a long run at two o'clock. The aim was to do 26K. And I was like, right, I do 26K. I figure out the route. I knew I had half an idea where I was going and then try and add on a bit to it on the way back to, to, to build up a 26K. So two o'clock came, didn't happen. Three o'clock came, went to check with chickens. Four o'clock came, I had a job to do around the farm. Uh, by the time five o'clock came, I was like, right, I'm having dinner at seven o'clock. If I don't leave right now, I'm not going. And I hadn't eaten since one o'clock. I was like, right, feck it, I'll... Um, I'll, I'll just go now. I'll throw me, me gear and I'll go run. I'll grab a Luke's Day bottle. Grab Luke's Day bottle. Half the feckin' thing was gone. I was like, great. What will I listen to? I've been on Eminem buzz lately. I'll just stick on Eminem's best hits, whatever. Found a random Spotify player stack. Bang. Stuck it on. Away I went. And I got halfway through. So I was up in Nace around 12K from the house. Got halfway through there. Uh, not even halfway to the run. Actually, the first point was going to be took another swig of Luke's Day and I realised Luke's side's empty. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm tired. I'm not feeling great. I'm on the way back. The M&M hits have stopped. You know, it, we, we've stopped. We were listening to Sink for the Moment and Lose Yourself until it collapsed and all the rest. And and then he starts talking about mad things. Um, the, the word itself is clean, but if you ever Google it, you might get sick. Felching. You ever heard of felching before? No. Google it afterwards. It's absolutely nasty. Talks about that and then does a whole verse on it. And I, I genuinely, I remember where I was. I was, there's the uh, butchers on the way back from Nace that do a great deal on chicken fillets, like 25 for 20 euro. And I'm looking and going, I love a chicken fillet. And he's talking about felching. And I genuinely thought I was going to get sick. I had to change the track. I'm like, my God. So I had to stop when I got another kilometer back and I had to stop again. I stopped again. And I had 19.75 kilometers done. And the very first time I've ever done, I was feeling lightheaded, feeling like crap. And I was like, I'm not making it back. It's seven o'clock. I should be eating dinner right now. Made the phone call. Pick me oh, up. Oh, no. It was done. I know. I was getting lightheaded. Donkey, I was like, I was done. The donkey came to get you. The donkey. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Did the donkey come and get you? No, the donkey did not come and get me. <laughs> I can't, I can't even get me. Let's not mention no donkey in that story. But uh, yeah, no, I, I got a lift. And I sat in the car and she's like, yo, everything all right? And, and genuinely it was because here's the thing. As as crappy it is not to finish a run, I, in, in a way, and it is, 
In a sick kind of way, I was delighted. I, I, I completely failed. I was supposed to do 26K, I only done 19.75. And every year, I always get that one run where it's just the absolute drizzling shits and this was it. And I was delighted <laughs> to get out of the way because now it, it woke me up and I'm like, right, you have a lot of work to do. You've got three weeks. And I literally signed up for the Kildare Town Martin the day before and told, today or two days before, and told people, actually, I'm doing this now. I'm building towards a sub four. That's my goal on it. And people have said, like, why are you putting this pressure on yourself? It's like, but I need a challenge now. It's official time. To me, I need to to work towards something rather than just do it. Because the virtual marathon was just to do it. Now there's an official time and all the rest. I don't have that excuse. And it's fun and exciting the way to go, right, now I have to try and push myself further. So I did that run. Crap, failed. Where did I, where did I go wrong? I started looking at my Strava and just being like, what kind of runs was I doing the, the last couple of years for Dublin trying to see where I was in there? Because even talking to you in the podcast last week, I had it in my head that I've not done enough running. Like I've only done the seven, a 7K solo run of the week before and the 5K before that, everything else going on. And then I started looking like what I've done this year. And I've done, like I'm averaging three runs a, uh, a week. I've done 1,100 uh, kilometers so far. And it's not a lot for a lot of people, but for me, it's I've definitely more done more run this year than any other year. So I'm like, right, hang on. I'm not actually as far as the way I think I am. It's just in my head and with that bad run. So I got up Monday and still wanting a donkey. So motivated to get a donkey. And <laughs> as well as that, I was I was pissed off the game, but I was also right. I failed that run. I failed that long run. I got to build this back up now. I was focused more so on pissed off. Focus, I'd say. So I, I turned the watch, go for a run. It's like, you should rest today. I'm like, eh. Not today. So I went and did me run. And I swear to you, every day this week, I ran, Monday to Friday, I ran. And every day I turned on that watch to, to, to set the run yoke on it. And it's like, rest day. I'm like, not today, pal. <laughs> we yeah. got to go. We got to go. So coming up to the run Sunday, which is earlier on today as we record this podcast, 32K. Now, I stopped at 19 kilometers last, 19.75 last week. Eight days later, 32. I should not be able to do 32 since I stopped so early. The difference, and we've talked about this before, was the mental approach. I told people during the week, I told yourself even, yeah. I'm doing a 32K on Sunday. Not only did I tell you I'm doing it, I was like, I know how I'm doing it. I had the playlist. There was no Eminem belching <laughs> on it. I had built up the playlist. I knew what song was going to play where, when. I knew that I was running to a certain point and back. I was doing it twice, so halfway through, I get to refuel and go back at it again. It was the same 10-mile loop I always do, so I knew that was there. Um, I knew what time I was doing it. I knew the clothes I was wearing. I knew everything was all set up. And on the Saturday, instead of like mating around and stuff, whatever, um, I was watching TV. I was watching, I was watching the new Dave Chappelle special. I was just chilling out the Saturday. Um, and then I knew Sunday morning, right, get up, 8 o'clock. Okay, I got up at half eight. But early enough, early enough start to run. Uh, I know where I'm going. I know I knew what I was doing. I knew when I was halfway back from the first loop, I had around nine, eight, nine miles done. And I was listening to music. Okay, so I changed from a big rap to, to rock music next. And I had a lot of segments like that. And I was like, my body, I just checked in my body. My body feels great. I, I don't feel tired at all. And I, I knew I'm going to a bit of a rest in a second, two, three minutes, and head back out of the house again. That my mind was set on 32, and I knew it was going to hit 32. Whereas the day before, the, the week before, my mind was set, wasn't set. It was like maybe 26, maybe 24. Not too sure where I'm going. Not too sure what time I was going at. I hadn't got much water that day. Hadn't eaten four or five hours before going for that run when I was supposed to be having near dinner at that time. I was going out on a 26K run and it was just completely 
messy. So my, my point to all this is what we said before, but the, the marathons, the virtual marathons, everything else is you might think you have the virtual marathon in you because the crowds aren't there. You might be nervous about it coming up. But once you set your mind on it and once you have your day planned out and everything that goes with it, um, it, it just, you find a way in the day. It's so much, so much mental. Like you've talked before, Eric, about it being like 40% physical and 60% mental or where you, you think you're done, yeah. you're only 40% of the way. And, and that's exactly what happened this week. So if you look at my two Stravas, you're like, hang on a sec. I was actually slower on the 19.75 than I was doing 32K today. Yeah. I, I, I didn't get fitter in eight days. I didn't get that much fitter. If anything, almost more unfit because I ran five straight days. My body should be a little more beat up leading up to that. But it's it's all up there in the head. Yeah, it really does show you that preparation is king and, and how you treat yourself is the most important thing. And, that, and that's where it teaches you to be good to yourself mentally. Yes. And physically. Like a bad run will teach you to be easy on yourself you miss a training session that's okay tomorrow's another one uh didn't go too well but i got 4k and you know take mm-hmm. the positive out of it and keep building towards that big one and that's exactly what you're doing and it's yeah it's really good i think i rang you as you were just kicking off onto the second half of the loop it and was it, getting it, good but hell's bells acdc was kicking and it was just slowly building up and i had do not disturb on which means you rang twice i rang <laughs> twice yeah <laughs> <laughs> how are you getting on oh, they're not right. <laughs> but i could hear your cadence your cadence was up yeah i knew you were comfortable because i could hear the feet bump 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 but i was like oh the feet are going well he's mm. he's comfortable he's, you know so you can tell a lot by that as well even over the phone you can hear the slap of the feet and yeah. you can hear how it's going i was like hey you should be all right and then i stopped caring about you and assumed you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it went well went well but speaking of virtual shawnee i think it's time to bring on someone who's also taking on the virtuals yes so someone who did a london virtual marathon last week um and is also our any given training day yoga coach we will have a uh, jill on the line i think we've got to set up right here now Jill, welcome back to the podcast and congrats on doing the virtual London marathon last week in the Phoenix Park. How is the body feeling? Thanks, Sean. Do it in the Phoenix Park. You Did you do it in the Phoenix Park? Yeah. No, I didn't. I was going to do it in the Phoenix Park, so maybe you're telepathy. Talk, we'll call maybe that you've then. got telepathy as well as all your other skills uh, <laughs> there. No, I did it locally. I did it around my well, own. One of, his, one of his skills time. isn't hosting a podcast anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Eric gave me the notes that said, make sure to mention Listening. that Jill did it in the Phoenix <laughs> Park and she's going around there. <laughs> such a hank, man. Uh, Too many but, hills in the park. <laughs> I know, I'm only joking. I did it in uh, locally here in, in Ashburn, Kilbride, uh, Ratoth. Um, and various surrounding areas, yeah. How did you find running on main roads on your own? Doing loved it. How yeah, was I, lo- I loved it. I, I set out about quarter past six in the morning, knowing that I was just going to snake around the housing estates here um, and that it was going to pick up quite a bit of distance between the roundabouts. Uh, there's there's a, about five kilometres between two roundabouts here. So I knew I'd pick up a bit of uh, ground doing it that way. And then it was about half eight when I set off down towards Rathout and into Harlickstown and Kilbride. Uh, running on, on, on the main road, yeah, it was tough enough on, on part of it because I didn't know idea how busy it was going to be there was horse boxes everywhere oh, at yeah. eight, nine o'clock on a Sunday morning who knew um, yeah. and then I took off on a little rural road down Harlickstown towards Kilbride and uh, yeah it got a bit lonely and it got to a point where I was at about 30k and I thought I just can't take any more country roads because you know the way they kind of they slant in towards 
the edge yeah. and there's little pebbles and stones all over the place. And I thought, I can't, I can't take any more of this. So um, I went back towards Ashburn and I know the roads and the footpaths in the area so well at this point. So yeah. I knew, I knew how to avoid the little ascents and the descents. And, what was <laughs> and, um, and I stuck to the flats uh, oh. to finish it up. So, yeah. Very good. And did you have a little support network with you on the day? Or how does one do a marathon on her own on a mm. on a random morning? I did. Yeah, I did. So because myself and my husband were doing it and we have two kids. So we had uh, my sister over. So she took the kids. She fed the kids. I took a couple of loo breaks at one point uh, in the first half. Came home to cooking toast and coffee and eggs and rashers. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I still had to go back out and, and do another half. So that was great crack. Um, yeah. my, my family then met us at the finish line which wasn't close too far from my own hall door um, and then two of my 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 friends from my football team and we also have a little running group uh, Anne-Marie and Leah so they met me for the last 10 to 12k or so and uh, they were a fabulous support um, yeah. in the last bit as well so I have to give them a shout out they're brilliant uh, and then loads of text messages kept me going. At the, you know, I took some walking breaks. Now, don't get me wrong. I was no Sonia Sullivan. I didn't run from, from beginning <laughs> to end. I took my walking breaks and I read my text messages. And I was on the London app as well. I was on the tracker app. So what I didn't realize was that when you get to a certain point, it tells you you're at the Cushy Sark and you're at Big Ben and you're at London Bridge. And and uh, what was a lovely surprise was that halfway point and I was... Um, on my way towards Kilbride and it said um, that there was a selfie frame uh, had been put onto your app at the halfway point so you could take a selfie with London Bridge behind you which was lovely um, <laughs> but because I was in the back horse of nowhere I had no reception to uh, pull up the, the all of that junk so I, I just kept I had to keep going so I, have no, I have no selfie on London Bridge but um, yeah How so that was my support Obviously a marathon, there's nothing easy about a marathon, but you were doing this and you're doing another one again in a couple of weeks' yeah. time. Yeah, so I say. <laughs> I say I am. <laughs> oh, it's on the podcast now, now you're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've committed. I've committed. And I think I have to be accountable now that I've said it to a podcast. Uh, and I've said it to a number of people and I've shared the, the, the countdown days on my Facebook page. Um, but yeah, look, my husband turns 40 the day, two days before we are uh, running it. So we're going down with a gang from the family and we're just going to, uh, I'm just going to keep thinking of the, the bubbles at the end and, and, uh, yeah, just find the motivation from that. And they'll be along the route as well, no doubt. Our marathon chasers, we call them our marathon chasers. They'll be along the route as well, no doubt. And uh, they'll give us a push. Obviously being virtual this year, what is the plan or where are you going to kind of have that motivation? Or Because well, again, you can't do country roads again. No. So yeah, I mean, I've two weeks left. I still have 14 days left to train. So to be fair, <laughs> to, to be fair on myself, um, I've done, um, I, I, because I know the roads and I know that if I'm going to run down to that garage five kilometers away, I know exactly what every footstep is going to be like. So I don't mind it. Yeah. And I think if I didn't do it, I might miss it, you know, um, yeah. and the horses and the moo cows and all the things I see along the way, <laughs> a couple of goats. Um, and, and as for motivation, I think I'm just going to have to start rewarding myself, um, Little purchases, the online purchases are good for motivation. I don't find the odd one of those. Um, but here, you know, everyone says running is free, but my Jesus, I've spent a bloody fortune between <laughs> runners and fecking shorts and socks and and uh, all the gels and stuff. So yeah, look, it's it's uh, 
I'd but, buy uh, away something else non-running. Yeah. Very good. And then the Dublin one. So Sean has actually found a sneaky marathon that he's going to go and do because he wants a medal. Um, oh, yeah. I want two medals for one race. The marathon's oh. hard enough. I think I deserve two medals for it. So I'm sticking on the marathon like as that, well. As in, oh, 100, well, unless sure? someone's listening to it. Oh, about 100%, 100% to be you. Run a marathon, you run a marathon, you get a medal, you get a virtual one and a real one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy out with it. <laughs> and what are you going to do for the Dublin one? Jill? Me? Yeah. What, what do you mean? What am I going to do? I'm Where just are you going? Do Where are you going? To do the Dublin one. Yeah. yeah. Waterford. You never told me. You us. never said it. <laughs> We're waiting for you to say it. Mind. My God, Jill. You're probably doing the Greenway or something of the read your mind, but I can't read your mind, so I've no idea where you're doing it. Please, Sean, that's how we go in from the Phoenix Park. You should have known she was going to Waterford. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. It's been a long day and a long week. Very tired. I'm going to Waterford and I'm going to run the Greenway in Waterford. So I'm going to run the the Greenway is 46 kilometres long, I believe, and uh, we need 42.2 of that. So uh, I'm going to run, we're going to run, myself and my husband, going to run uh, the Greenway from Dungarvan to Waterford City on Sunday the 24th. I hate to break it to you, Jill, but that's the harder direction. But is you've it? It now on the podcast, so that's it. That's what you're doing. So we'll be watching for it. Why is it the harder part? Like, how is it the harder part? More uphills, wind is in your face the whole way. So look, listen, best of luck. No, we're really rooting oh. for you. <laughs> Don't, I'm, I'm cheeky, but don't what I'm goes up must come down, Eric. Don't hills go down as well as up. <laughs> I'm winding up. No, it's it's just all uphill, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dingle. But it is a, it is a nice one. I suppose it is uh it you're gonna see something new and it and for those who have cycled it as well. It's really nice. Yeah. There's lots of little kind of natural breaks along the way, changes in scenery yeah. all along the way. So yeah, you're and probably coffee trucks for caffeine. If you want, if you want our advice, walk the first four three point eight kilometers and then start running because you don't want to finish with four kilometers to walk. <laughs> no, no, I don't. And that happened to me on uh, last Sunday. And uh, well, I set the tracker for London, and I'm going to stop talking about London because I've done nothing but since uh, last week, and I was wasn't even in London. The tracker recorded my twenty six point two uh, miles, but the. Um, App, my app on my phone, my Fitbit recorded 45 and a half kilometers. So it nearly got me at 46 kilometers. So it just, I didn't know when to stop. Um, yeah. So, you know, four more kilometers and I might have bagged myself an ultra marathon. Um, <laughs> but four more kilometers could have added four more hours, to be fair. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Go on, Sean. I, I was just going to say, just, just for people that are doing the diversion a couple of weeks, obviously you did it there where you live. Is there anything that you did uh, that day that, that you would change differently for people that do want to run around home? Because like you say, knowing the garage stuff is five kilometers away is a great motivator to know that distance is stuff. But is there anything for, for other people that you would recommend saying, this I should have done different? Sl- uh, slower and starting starting out slower for me um, is one thing that I really need to listen to because when I got to the end of London last week I couldn't move and I I had no I, I was saying it to Eric during the week I had no injury I had no pain I had nothing was sore because I wasn't going fast enough but I genuinely had no power left in me my legs couldn't move so I think starting out a little bit slower knowing that if somebody's doing a marathon virtually A you don't have I used to you know I did I've only done Dublin once but I've done quite a, a few other halves and tens but 
you know, the sea of people that you meet along the way, they're like a tide and they just bring you along on yeah. your race. When you're doing a virtual, you don't have any of that. And you don't know when you're going to get blown off the road by somebody who knows you, who's passing you by, who throws a bottle of water out the window at you and blows you off the road and really gives you a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you just don't know when that's going to happen on a virtual. So, you know, uh, take the earphones out every so often and 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 listen, to, like it sounds mad, but you know, listen to the birds, listen to the trees and and pay attention to the traffic and, um, you know, start out a little bit slower than you might have done. Um, and, and I know you guys did a podcast before that I listened to with uh, Bated Breath and it was about starting off slow and, and running slower to run faster. And for me, I have to say that I listened to it and I thought it was amazing. Uh, and I listened to it on a long run and it changed my long run completely and uh, it upped my pace for me. So, you know, take it easy, do it slow, slow and steady, you know, stash water and play. I stashed water and Coca-Cola, flat Coca-Cola and jelly babies in Ziploc bags to keep the slugs away. Um, along my route, uh, I stashed uh, discarded clothes along the way as well. Uh, some of them got nicked, actually. And, uh, you know, just, just know, remember where you're leaving stuff. Yeah, my rain jacket got nicked. So look, that's fine, whatever. Used to buy myself a new one. <laughs> yeah, and it's, well, I suppose it's one element we've kind of looked at. For me, the virtuals are so hard to do, but I suppose if you bring in a family element, I know you can drive around Dublin and you can get in and support in places, but I suppose yeah. if you set up your own mar- marathon, you can really get your friends and family involved yeah. in the whole day. And kind of similar to when we, when Dara was doing his long run, he, like he had people along the way and it was, he kind of created his own day and his own support. Yeah. It's lovely. It kind of adds, I suppose, an element I didn't think of. Like for when Sean does his marathon, I'm not going to go look at him. <laughs> you can have a pint in your hand as he's running by, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure that I give Fine him a all, all his nutrition's got to be wrapped in duct tape. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. So you're feeling confident now for the the, the yeah. Day. yeah, confident. I, I confident. Yeah, cocky. No, uh, yeah. like I'm not that confident. Um, but I'll finish it. I'll start it and I'll finish it because I'm a stubborn owl wagon. Um, but I'll uh, I'll definitely give it my best shot. Yeah, and it's a finish line, and I'll use it as practice because the next real marathon that I run, you know, I'll I'll probably take a little bit more seriously. But for now, it's just a finish line rather than a finish time, and just to get right. some practice the miles and the legs and it's a great attitude to have especially given the the uncertainty of everything over the last year so even i've fallen off the, the long distance game for the, mm-hmm. the, the last little while it's more into the short runs and stuff so it is great to keep that motivation and a fair play and a lot like you who are going out to do uh the virtuals but hopefully it goes well hopefully you yeah. take a bit of your own advice start yeah. slow and just out of curiosity me and sean we were going to get divorced and kill each other when we ran a marathon together. Are you and the husband going to be all right now if you are doing a marathon together? We're not running it together. We're running ah, the same marathon right. at different times. We have. Right. Let's just say we've got very different paces. We run a very different pace. We didn't pass each other once last Sunday. And I bet your bottom dollar, if anybody passes anybody, it'll be him passing me. Because <laughs> I'll probably start off first and then he'll uh, start off around the same time, uh, you know, in uh, to an, an hour, two hours later, and uh, aim to finish. We we aimed to finish a little bit closer together last Sunday, so we'd probably aim for the same now next Sunday or two weeks from now if we can. Yeah, Very yeah, good. yeah, really good. 
Yeah. Well, me and Sean will do that, but usually I'll have to wait two hours for Sean to start. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll see you in two weeks' time. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give credit where credit is due. He hasn't he this time. I wouldn't be able to keep up with him this time. He's, he's oh, well done. A <laughs> so you, Jill, well, the very best of luck. We won't keep you too Very long. much. Just the no, no. last little touch, and we'll use your expertise. Yoga this week. How did you find recovering with stretching? Oh, not bad, actually. Uh, I thought Wednesday, I thought by Wednesday I'd be in a bad way. I thought I'd get worse, actually. But no, I was fine by Wednesday and uh, I did more. I didn't do any running this week, actually. Um, I did all yoga and uh, really, really enjoyed it. Um, Worked on on stretches, worked on the strength. Uh, Stayed away from some poses because I was tired. Uh, You know, balancing poses and stuff I kind of stayed away from because I was tired, genuinely. And I didn't take time off work to recover. So it was just... Just stretching and restorative and um, whatever, just whatever, whatever happened on, on the mat happened. And I didn't set out to plan anything in particular, um, but just gave it good stretch uh, down dogs and um, yeah, pigeon poses and things like that. Just to just to stretch out the hips, get into the backs of the legs and uh, not overdo it. And did you find that all the yoga that you were doing? Obviously, we have you running yoga classes on our, mm-hmm. on our app, but did you find that doing all those yoga classes in the build up, the runner's yoga and stuff? Do you Definitely. find, although you said you're, you had no power, did you find that you weren't injured because of it? Because of the yeah. yeah, yeah, because I was aware, I'm very aware of back pain and I'm very aware of um, ankles and joints and things like that and hips. So um, I found that in the lead up and in the build up to the training where I'd sort of tapered off a little bit from the running, uh, I found that strengthening poses and strengthening yoga practices for me worked really well. Um, and I was a little bit, um, delighted with myself I was chuffed actually that um I didn't have injury and I didn't have pain whereas I did on a lot of my training runs I might have had and I might have thought oh geez my quads can't take this anymore because the quads were the one thing that I was really worried about and the hips but no a lot of strengthening beforehand was 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 the aim of the game and even when I am running I stop I stop and drop I just stop and I'll get into a town dog in the middle of a country road and people will think what's she at but you know I'll uh, I'll do it in someone's driveway but I don't care, you know, it's all yeah. about self-protection and self-preservation for me. So uh, it's, whatever works, works. It's very concept, um, as we talk about tapering off, people are, particularly me, when I feel like I taper them off, I start to feel like, oh, I'm not fit anymore if I don't keep running 40, yeah. 60 kilometers. But it's actually a really good kind of idea that you've said is like, okay, well, as the running gets less, start stressing more or stretching more, start yeah. uh, doing strengthening kind of injury prevention work and it is something we do naturally but I suppose now that you've said it out loud it's actually a great way to kind of think of the balance that as the miles are coming down start working on the conditioning and I suppose and the the stretching and that's it yeah and I think with, um, you know, the body has memory. So, you know, we talk about muscle memory. Uh, you hear people talk about muscle memory a lot and the body has memory. The body remembers there are miles in the legs and there are miles in the hips. And, and you know, there's miles in your, I uh, to sound cheesy, but you've got the miles in your heart and you've got the miles in your head. So, uh, you know, once you remember all the other bits that need to come with it, you know, your head gets you through so much of it as well. Yeah. And your body can only do so much. And, you know, I know there's all sorts of cliche thoughts out there about your head getting you through 10k your heart getting through 10k your legs and you know and then the the crowd or the people or your nutrition or your fuel gets you through the rest of us or gets you through some of us i don't know where in that order you know my 10k slot in because there's four plus of them um but for me i think you know being 
positive in the head and 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 having the absolute determination is a big as big a deal if anything as as body strength absolutely i couldn't say it better myself no really good really good it's a really good way of looking at it it's absolutely fantastic but i've no doubt you're going to progress onto a better marathon not not that any, any marathon is a great marathon but for yourself um i think that with having those in the legs and focusing on the stretch and a couple of runs in the meantime to just keep that muscle memory up i think you're going to have a yeah. great that's it it's just another one for me it's another marathon and you know maybe next year when i do dublin again and i adore dublin and i you know it's my hometown so uh, you know when i do dublin next year um <clears throat> i will aim for my sub whatever the case may be uh-huh. you know you want to put a time on that there no <laughs> <laughs> no way oh, go no on you way. nearly put it out there go on what I was it did. Okay. I don't know if I'd be happy enough to get in in under five hours, to be honest. Yeah. I, you know, I don't care. I'm, Challenge accepted. I'm just happy to get a medal around my neck, you know, and uh, I take any advice going, lads, as well, because <laughs> I, I am no running expert. We'll, we'll work on that. I'm a discrimination next. expert, but I'm not a, a running expert. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, thanks. Best of luck at the Greenway in two weeks' time. Thank you. Uh, We'll we'll have you on pretty soon in the podcast to see how you get on. And that's pretty much it. That's it from myself, Jill, and Eric. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Any Given Day podcast. And three of us, take care. Bye.